Welcome to The Secret Life of Entrepreneurs. Stay tuned to meet today's guest and hear their story of what makes them tick, what drives them to succeed, and their role in growing a thriving business community. The Secret Life of Entrepreneurs chronicles the success and secrets of locally owned businesses and owners. Listen in live as we discuss their secrets and learn how they are making a positive impact in their community. You're listening to your host, Bart McGrath, business leader, entrepreneur, and founder of the Get Found on Google program. Let's get started. Our guest today is Charlene Ancia, and she's the owner of a company called Springer and Oak. So she's going to talk with us today about her sustainable approach to bath and beauty products and what that means to her. So Char- Charlene, welcome. Thank you, Barb. Thank you for having me on the show and being able to talk about Springer and Oak, which is obviously a big passion of mine. Awesome. So pleased to have you here. So let's start off with a bit of an introduction to Springer and Oak. Tell me. Tell me about the company. Okay. So Springer and Oak was really born out of um, a learning process. Uh, In 2016, June 2016, I just convocated with my EMBA from the Levine School of Business here in Regina. And I, that was in June, and I took time just to focus on work and the family during the summer months. But being in school full-time plus also working full-time and having a family, by September I was finding that I was, had more amount of time on my hands than what I had been previously used to. (laughs) So, you know... (laughs) So, Charlene and I know each other because we've both done uh, U of R's um, MBA program or EMBA program, and I didn't have kids when I went through the program, and it wasn't until I had kids that I was like, oh my God, how do people do it? Right. I have no idea. I have so much respect for you and everyone else who goes through that program with kids. It's crazy. Well, I have to say it's a huge shout out to my husband um, through that time because without having a a huge supporter um, at home and a partner, um, there is you know, it would have been tremendously much more difficult had had I not had that support no to, to, you know, just go, just go do what you need to do and we'll make the rest happen. Right. So that was awesome. Yeah. So what happened was in about September, um, I've always had a little bit of a creative bug mm-hmm. and I like learning and I like creating and I absolutely obviously love the, the business side of things too. Yeah. So I was starting to think about Christmas and I'm an early Christmas planner. Yes, I'm one hey, of those people. And you said this was a about September. About September. Okay, so and only so, four months in advance. Right, it's not like eight or ten. Yeah. Um, but so what happened was um, I started looking about, you know, what about creative ideas for Christmas gift giving to, you know, close friends and family, just something a little bit more unique to give to them um, as an added special thank you. Mm-hmm. And um, so I started, you know, looking at soaps and I was very interested in looking at how do you do um, how do you make soaps mm-hmm. and so um, originally I went to Michael's and I bought a kind of a little starter kit and all this kind of stuff and you know it's just a melt and pour and tried a few different recipes that way and then I um, uh, then those things worked out and I thought oh I'm going to try this on my own okay. so then what I did was after a few samplings I um, made and created um, a bar of soap sugar scrub and a bath bomb for the gift giving for that for that Christmas and people absolutely loved it and they really appreciated it and once uh, they were finished with it Mm -hmm. 
they said, do you have some more? Because I really enjoyed what you what you made. Oh, wow. So that was great. And then they used that up. And mm-hmm. then it was, do you actually have some more? And and then well, people. That's a great way to start a business, right? Exactly. And then what they were starting to say at that time is like, maybe you should think about doing this as a business and mm-hmm. going and doing some trade shows and craft shows. And I thought about it for a while, and I just thought, oh, I don't know about this. Well, then I took the um, took the the chance and did a couple of springtime trade shows and just to see if there was a market there, Mm -hmm. see if there was an interest or people really did like my products or things that I was making. So that's really kind of where it really started. Mm -hmm. And then as I was starting to research more products and soap products and how they were made and then more bath and body products, I really started to understand the ingredients that were going into things. And Mm -hmm. I'm I'm very much, I need to know what's in things. I need to know why, why does this ingredient work with this ingredient and how they interact and 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 all that. A bit of a science side to the whole thing then too. A bit of that too. And I, you know, one of the thi- one of I loved science in school, but chemistry was my least favorite. And now really, would, this yeah. is all about chemistry. So. It's amazing um, what a practical application can do for your interest in a subject. Hey? Absolutely. When I thought, I'm never going to use chemistry in my life. This is now it's popping up, people. It exactly. always pops up. It comes back. Yeah. So um, at the end of the day, what I really found and what really got me passionate about uh, a about developing a line of bath and body products was the amount of chemicals that are being used in in our bath and body products. Mm-hmm. Um, they what was happening was I was researching and looking on YouTube for different um, tutorials and how to make different things, and they kept talking about a certain ingredient called SLS, and and you need to add SLS in, and I didn't know what that was, so I Googled it and thought, well, do I need this? Have I missed something? And you know, in in, in making the recipe or Mm-hmm. or things and how the product's actually going to perform for the end use. Okay. And so then I did the research, and it comes up as sodium lauryl sulfate. And it's a very popular ingredient, in, mm-hmm. and it's pretty much in every product that we use, from our toothpaste to our laundry detergent, all of our bath products, shampoo, everything that we find. And it's a foaming agent. Um, but right. what the foaming agent is, is it's a surfacant. And so it was actually born and used as a surfacant cleaner for um, industrial cleaning. So industrial cleaning of um, like engines and oils and grease and things like that. So then what happens is I started to research more and look at different articles and why um, and how, you know, how how does it affect our skin Mm -hmm. is um, it actually, it it will foam and bubble in... um, you know, when we use it and have a great lather to to our products. But what it also does is because it's a surfacant, it strips the oils, the natural oils, out of our own skin. So um, that's why sometimes when you use a um, store-bought um, uh, soap or cleanser or something, mm-hmm. after you're finished using it, your hands feel so dry, so dry and they feel like, oh gosh, I need just to put so much lotion on it. And that's likely what the issue is. Mm-hmm. So when people who have eczema or suffer from psoriasis or any other type of skin condition, this is often um, compounding the issue and they'll never overcome, you know, some of the um, uncomfortableness and, and the condition that, they're, that they have mm-hmm. with things. So that is, that, that's just one of the products that 
um, an ingredient, uh, an ingredient chemical that I absolutely do not use in any of our products whatsoever. Mm-hmm. We use very traditional um, methods of mm-hmm. of creating soap and foaming hand soap, and everything is 100% natural. Mm-hmm. And if uh, and I do a lot of research into if people are asking for certain products. Okay. Um, looking at recipes and challenging myself to find recipes that, and a lot of times when I first find a recipe, there will be a tremendous amount of chemical added into it. Mm-hmm. So I challenge myself to look at, okay, what are the, what are the other, what are the natural substitutes for these things because that is really our differentiator with Springer and Oak because everything does have to be natural, um, uh, natural ingredients and derived naturally as well. So what did you find for a replacement then for SLS? You don't really need it. Um, Now it can be a challenge. So for instance, um, our bar soap. Mm -hmm. So bar soap, um, just a regular old bar hand soap, we use a very traditional method of making a lye creation and your oil creation. Mm -hmm. And when the two come together, you mix the two together, Mm -hmm. um, you... um, yeah, you mix it all together, you pour it in your molds, and it goes through a process called saponification. And I know it's a big word. Okay, you yeah. did get into chemistry <laughs> yeah. here. Holy. So okay. the saponification process takes about four to six weeks of curing on the shelf. So before we can actually go out and, and um, sell this to, to the customer. And through that process, what happens is that the lye then begins to um, leave the soap and it, and it turns into soap, where then you are going to have that nice lather and everything. So our our bars of soap lather perfectly all on their own using natural techniques. So from a mass manufacturing standpoint, which isn't how your products are made, um, the reason that large manufacturers started to use the ingredient was to speed up the manufacturing process Mm -hmm. so they could get soap on your sink in a much shorter time period. Absolutely, yes. And so it's not even necessarily a cost thing. I'm sure there's a cost too, but... But when you shorten the cycle, your cost goes down because you have to keep it sitting on the shelf. So it's really it's really driven by cost, which right. yeah. shouldn't be surprising. Well, and an- another interesting one, too, is so a lot of the foaming hand soaps or liquid hand soaps, um, you make a, uh, again, naturally trying to do it without the SLS in it. If you look at your bottle of, of soap at home, um, that you're just pump foam bottle at home, likely the first ingredient will be water. The second ingredient will be some sort of form of sodium lauryl sulfate or a surfacate or things like that and that's the foaming agent and really there's no soap component um, soap ingredient base or anything being used in your liquid soap Mm -hmm. Um, you definitely do need some type of a a chemistry degree to decipher all of the ingredients that are on that list Mm -hmm. Um, but in our foaming hand soap we start with a natural Castile soap that we make Mm -hmm. all naturally as well and that's again through a whole natural process and that ends up being a concentrated form so then what we add with that then is um, distilled water, uh, our fragrance and, and things of that nature. So then, um, again, it foams completely on its own and you don't have any of that um, foaming agents or chemicals to help with the foam. Mm-hmm. We naturally assume that if there's bubbles, it's got to be good. Yeah. Um, but that's not always the case. We need to question what's making the bubbles with things too. You know, isn't that interesting? And I suppose I've done you know a little bit of homework and a little bit of um, reading and things over the years. When I when I purchase something that does foam a lot, 
like right away I know that there's something mm-hmm. wrong with it or, or there's something in it yeah. that I could be should be concerned about. Um, and it's funny because when I was getting ready for today's show, of course, I was talking about it at home and what you do and the kids have been in the store with me and yeah. we keep referring to everything in the store by flavor. <laughs> yes. of it takes a while. So don't eat it. <laughs> yeah. It's not meant yeah. to be edible. Yeah. Um, but I talked to the kids and I... Uh, you know, I said, oh, well, and I should give a shout out to them because they're sitting at home having lunch right now. So Peter and Katerina, get your lunch finished and then you got to get back. When you come home, you'll have fresh soap in all the bathrooms. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> right. But but we've started to talk to the kids about, mm-hmm. you know, what's healthy for us. And just because we consume something, that's not the only way that our body is impacted. When we put things on our body, Very we're true. equally impacted. So as you were building your business and learning all of this, did you start to find that there's a lot of those um, chemicals that we absorb? And so are there chemicals you avoid now? There is. Certainly my level of awareness has has um, increased. Gone absolutely. And so um, not only now when I go to a store to look at um, grocery shopping or just running errands or whatever products there might be, uh, and not only looking at the ingredients that are on our food packages and, and things, but now I'm starting to read the ingredients on what's in these other products. We have teenage girls at home. Mm-hmm. They love everything smelly. They love everything pretty. They're into makeup and cosmetics, all those types of things. So we have a variety of, of things in our home. Mm-hmm. But now it's the education of what what is in these things, trying to teach them as well to just be, you know, be diligent and be aware of um, what we are putting onto our skin and bodies just as much as we're trying to be more conscientious about what we actually feed our bodies. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes people forget that our skin is our largest organ yes, and yes. It, ab- it absorbs everything that's in and around the environment around us mm-hmm. and what we put on it as well. I was doing a recent study into, um, well, research, I wouldn't call it a study, but um, propylene glycol and um, it's used in a lot of lotions and things as well. Is that what makes it slippery? I'm not 100% sure about that, but the propylene glycol is, um, again, something that's used in a lot of um, uh, fabrication into um, plastics and like really hard, hard plastics. And so, and I was noticing that this is popping up in a lot of ingredients of products that I saw on the shelf. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, I want to look into that and what exactly is it and why is it? And um, so actually it won an award a notorious award from the um, American Dermatolo- Dermatological Society. Okay. Um, and they give, uh, what they won this award for was they awarded, um, I can't think of the name just off the top of my head, but it was an award for the chemical um, in 2019 that is a known factor in causing contact dermatitis. And they give them an award for that, right? It's a notorious award, so oh, it is. So it's the okay. dermatology, um, American dermatologists and doctors who mm-hmm. are going. Okay, this is a chemical that we've recognized in 2019 that has increased the amount of causes and cases of contact dermatitis, mm-hmm. which is you know a skin irritation, and right. it can very much a lot of times be an unexplained skin irritation. Mm-hmm. But what they're finding is that um, it's not a food allergy. It's not an allergy to anything else or water or anything else that's happening in in the person's environment but it's from the 
propylene glycol. So, oh, wow. So it was kind of interesting that way. Um, yeah, so that that's one of the things. Um, one of the things that we really also looked at, and I looked at, um, the community is very important to, to us as well, mm-hmm. and as a family, but then also as an, as an individual and a, and a business owner. And because we've been really striving for all natural products, mm-hmm. and we really strive to have environmentally friendly packaging and as minimal packaging as possible, and we encourage people to recycle, mm-hmm. we actually have a, a partnership with the Saskatchewan Environment. Environmental Society yes, um, in, in Saskatoon right. and so they look after um, they're a very small organization but they um, look they have a variety of programs and uh, one of the programs that they that they have is a K a kindergarten to grade six um, education program where they go into the classrooms and they work with students and an education curriculum and programming um, to help live a sustainable life and, and the choices that you're making at home mm-hmm. so what we did at Springer and Oak is I've developed a line of products called ocean waters that 20% of the proceeds from that line go directly back to helping support these education programs for, for the Saskatchewan Environmental wow. Society. Is that ever neat? Yeah. That's, so what a good idea. It's a, you know, it's a small way of giving back and, um, you know, living with what is truly, truly valuable to, to us as well. You know, not only making healthy choices for our body, but living a sustainable life that mm-hmm. um, none of the ingredients that are in our products are toxic um, to uh, water um, water plants or um, water life life forms and things so if by some chance maybe you're out camping somewhere and um, you accidentally spill something in the water it's not going to affect the the wildlife it's all natural Mm -hmm. all natural that way so you know and that's made me think of a a great use for the product and I'm thinking back to soap one of the hardest things to find when we go up to the cabin in the summer is soap that we can use in the lake mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. yeah absolutely we can hop in the shower and we do have a shower now bless my husband yeah. he built us a shower <laughs> but prior to that you know um, and even sometimes now like we'll send the kids down to the lake and we can't send soap with them right. we shouldn't um, because there's nothing healthy about what's in there exactly um, and yeah. so being able to grab a bar of soap and here go and get clean especially mm-hmm. after you know a weekend at the lake and it's been hot and sand and yeah right it's like you've you got want to be clean you've got to get that grime off <laughs> exactly but of course yeah. it never helps because now you got to get back out of the lake mm-hmm. walk back up the beach so by yeah. the time you get to your towel you're up to the knees and sand again anyway yes yeah right. well it was a brief moment anyways where you were yes. fully clean it felt so good <laughs> yeah Exactly. Charlene, I'm just going to do a quick station ID and then uh, come back and let's talk a little bit about how you find balance between the teenage girls you mentioned, the business, building partnerships. So uh, that's going to be my next question. Let me do a quick check-in here. Sounds good. So I just want to tell everybody about the Look and Listen Lottery. Uh, CJTR is holding a Look and Listen Lottery and it's a very important fundraiser for the station. Um, You can win a grand prize of your choosing to one of four great destinations. You can go to Anaheim, California, which back in January I think I would have enjoyed. Yes. (laughs) Orlando, Florida, Toronto, Ontario, or Niagara Falls. Uh, The flights, accommodation, activities, and $500 spending cash for four days are included. And second prize is a $1,000 travel voucher, which that'll still get you a fair ways in Canada. Uh, The third prize is the Regina Folk Festival Experience Package, which includes two weekend passes to the Folk Festival in August 2019. So you can buy a lottery ticket for $20 each, and there are only 1,200 available. 
Uh, the draw will be made on Friday, May 3rd at 8.45 a.m. So if you're interested, you can check out the website at cjtr.ca slash donate, or you can give the station a call at 306-525-7274. We would certainly love to have your contribution, and good luck to everyone who does buy a ticket. So Charlene, tell me, balance, how do you find it amongst a very busy life? That's, um, well, I'm not sure if I have found balance. I don't know if there's there's a necessarily, I think if we were, if I was to try and strive for balance to have equality in all things um, in, in my life, because everything is, is equally important, um, I think I would really be disappointed in myself. So I think one of the one of the mindsets that I had very early on is this has now become a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So this is a lifestyle of this is this is who I am. This is this is who we are. And um, every, now, does that mean that we don't have balance or that I don't have schedules? Yes, we definitely mm-hmm. have schedules. I have we have a big huge family calendar on our fridge at home. I have a day timer that is full of to do lists that mm-hmm. are never ending, which I'm sure is all like any entrepreneur. Entrepreneur, um, but uh, and again, I also um, balance working full time as well. So Springer and Oak is a, a growing business, but still currently one of a, a side hustle um, for for me with the with the intent to grow that business over time. Absolutely. So it's about managing the priorities with both working full time. Mm-hmm. In uh, in a leadership role in the company that I'm at, but then also being a founder and business owner for for Springer and Oak, and a mom and and a wife and, and a daughter and all those yeah, things. Exactly. So definitely that that time blocking is huge. Um, you know, when you do have so many um, priorities, time blocking to what you want to achieve, and and probably finding that balance, especially if you're if you're an entrepreneur who's still working full time and and building your building your business. Mm-hmm. So. There is definitely time blocking those priorities and then time blocking with your family too to make sure that you are at the important events that they're that they're mm-hmm. at um, that you can spend that family time and car- carve out those times and also making time for yourself so you know is it re- sitting and reading a book that has nothing to do with business for a half an hour or an hour <laughs> you do that like <laughs> tell me just listening to you I have a hard time imagining yeah. Charlene with like a trash novel right yeah. unless it's a holiday well Yes. So on a holiday, a recent holiday, I, I honestly I did finally finish a book, but I was probably reading that book for about six months. Yes. <laughs> so it takes that long. Um, beside my bedside table, I have you know books with intention that I would really like to read. Absolutely. But then books that just make more practical sense and our and our business books that mm-hmm. usually get my attention. So you know it really is about that that time management and that and blocking and giving yourself the okay to not beat yourself up if you didn't get it all done mm-hmm. in one day because those lists are always going to grow. It's about finding the priorita- priorities that are actually going to make the biggest impact to um, your business and, you know, in, um, in that time frame or in you know, the, next, the next few months or the next six months or the next year and, exactly. d- and doing those activities first. Mm-hmm. Um, even though those might not be the fun things to do, those are the necessary things that we have to do for our, for our right. businesses. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and really making sure that you are spending that time with your loved ones and that, that, is, that is critical um, mm-hmm. that you have that. No, good yeah. for you. Congratulations. That sounds like a lot. So um, 
we are hearing more and more all the time about healthy products, natural products, organic. Where do you see this industry going in the next number of years? Well, I think the the health and beauty industry has been around for years, hundreds, thousands, yes, yes. centuries and, and years. Um, so I don't think that that industry is going away anytime soon. No, it's not. But I think that, and there's always going to be big business that is... Um, uh, really setting the stage and setting the tone and, and through mass market media and attention, you know, there is always going to be that that um, that presence that's mm-hmm. there. But I think that the industry in particular to natural products mm-hmm. and um, chemical-free products is going to take some time. I think it is, it definitely is a growing industry for mm-hmm. sure. I think what needs to be, get out there is the awareness and education piece for, for, for people, individuals, and consumers who are making those, those choices and purchasing choices mm-hmm. so that they understand um, that there are health benefits to the products that we use on our skin. Yes. Um, and and pr- being able to have peop- um, businesses who can provide them those options. Mm-hmm. So the more people know, the more people that they're going to um, consumers will demand that mm-hmm. manufacturers do provide those those options. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, there's no real government regulation on a lot of products, a um, lot of ingredients that are going in and chemical usage. There's always a variety of studies, but they come back inconclusive, or there's not enough testing yet, or there's not enough this even though um, a, a common um, usage in, in so many of cosmetic products is paraben. And yeah. they have done um, numerous studies to date that already in women, they find um, paraben showing up in breast tissue. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a chemical that mimics um, uh, a hormone and cr- creates more estrogen in your body and unnaturally. So mm-hmm. it, it's it's about the education and awareness piece of it. And I, for one, took that for granted. You know, I took for granted that, you know what, I'm going to buy this product and it's going to be completely fine and safe for me mm-hmm. because, because it just has to be, right? It's, right? They're selling it. It looks pretty. It looks wonderful. Smells great. Um, that's that's what I'm going to buy. And, you know, when you actually start looking at that and researching it and Googling the ingredients, you really find another story. Yeah, you yeah. learn quickly. Mm-hmm. Charlene, we're almost out of time. Can you quickly tell everyone how they find Springer and Oak? For sure. Well, Springer and Oak has its first bricks and mortar store in Northgate Mall. It opened in October of 2018. So um, we are just right there in a small little shop, um, cute as can be. And you can also visit us at springerandoak.com um, if you're out of town and listening and want to shop online or view some of the products. Excellent. Well, thank you very much. I can't believe that uh, we're done already today. It was a very quick show. Uh, so I'd like to thank everyone for joining us today on 91.3 FM, CJTR, Regina Community Radio. Uh, thank you to Charlene and Springer and Oak. And be sure if you go and purchase some of the products, don't eat them. They smell very good. <laughs> They're not toxic, but I don't I don't recommend it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And one of these days, I'll stop talking about flavors, and I'll remember it's a scent. It's all good. Yeah. Uh, I will be back next time with Jeff Kanash from Peregrine Farms, and he's going to talk about chickens, honey, and vegetables, and how that has become his livelihood. We are out of time. I'd like to thank you for joining us today on The Secret Life of Entrepreneurs. As always, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, please email me at barb at googlegirl.ca or reach out on Facebook and Instagram at Above the Fold CA. 
just a reminder, you can even submit questions in advance of the live show uh, on any of our social media channels. I'm your host, Barb McGrath, local business owner, digital marketer, and Google girl. Remember, you worked hard for your success. Don't keep it a secret. Bye for now.